Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw, nine floors up on this Sunday morning. Don't have Greg with me, but boy, I got somebody coming up you're going to enjoy. We always enjoy having this guy in the house on this Sunday morning. Nice weather outside. I think we may have about a 40% chance of some rain falling um, at some point today, but still nice uh, on the outside as we greet you this morning. And uh, if you want to join in our conversation at any time this morning, 404 726 uh, zero nine two nine. Um, someone joining us who's been in the studio with us many times, been on the show with us many times. Uh, former Falcon standout Chris Draft is here, back in the studio. Good morning, great to have you. What's going on, Sam? Always great to see you, man. Oh man, I I'm gonna tell you this. I I was uh, in an Uber earlier, and and my guy said, you know what? When I'm driving around the city of Atlanta, I listen to ninety two nine. Okay. The game. Yeah. <laughs> They do, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate him doing it. Appreciate him doing it. And glad you're able to make it to be in the house with us today. You are so busy doing so many things. Uh, my goodness, man. We, we keep up with you. Uh, we follow you, you know, on social media platforms because you're doing so many things. Uh, but glad you're here. You got something special happening here in town today, right? Yeah. So uh, today is actually Cancer Survivors Day as a part of uh, Cancer Survivors Month. Uh, and so... Uh, have the opportunity to do a program at my church, Impact Church in East Point, uh, Atlanta, and we're have, we're going to honor the survivors. Uh, okay. in, in particular, uh, one survivor that is you know that is actually that passed in December. Uh, we'll give a special shout out to. She's from uh, you know had lived in Ottawa, Canada. Wow. Uh, had a chance to come down here to a conference in Atlanta, and I and I took her by my church, and and she was like, Ah, this is amazing, <laughs> and. Because they'd already had a virtual option before the pandemic, she mm-hmm. was able to join and be a part of part of the church uh, okay, virtually, virtually, even though that she only was able to physically go one time. And so, uh, you know, there's an opportunity to give her some words and give us, you know, kind of just reflect honor her yeah, right. Uh, today. Right. Fantastic. You do so much of that with the White Ribbon Project. Project. We're going to get into that. Um, taking a lot of people to the NFL again, sharing the NFL experience. Uh, with the survivors is something you seem to look forward to, and it's something just seems to radiate with them yeah. when they get a chance to do that. Well, you know the you know the NFL is big. You, you think of the games, and you, you know, but there's this backdrop that is commitment, yeah. uh, that is all in, that is this lack of certainty, which is why people love the game. Is that 
you know, we want certain teams to win, but what we know is that we have to go out on the field and compete. Yeah. And that is, you know, the only way we have a chance to, to win is to go and compete. And for us to have the best chance to win is based on our preparation. Yeah. And so that translates directly over, over to cancer. It says, I can't guarantee a win. But what we want to do is create this space around you that allows you to be the most prepared possible for the when you go into that arena, that yeah. arena that is your battle against cancer. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, that brings us to, to talking about the preparation because that's going on now uh, with NFL teams across the country and, of course, here in Atlanta, the OTAs are going on. I don't know how – how are you with this time of year? Does it seem like it starts a little bit sooner, so much sooner? Because there's no it, stop, right? It compared absolutely to does not – there's there's <laughs> folks out there. I mean, I, you know, this this – this world of football is, is different now. I yeah. know there, there's some of my guys that are a little bit older that, rec- that realize we used to come basically mid-March yeah. for offseason. You know, so, you know, the guys, they're coming later, but you know, they're, in, they're in great shape just because they're not here. It's not that they're not uh, working out. Uh, but we're just talking about the things that much more, yeah. right? Guys have been working out in the offseason if they want success in the season. Mm-hmm. You win it by the work that you do in the offseason. And so the time that they spend together, the time in the locker room, the time of, of working out together and really looking at each other and knowing that, hey, I see you working, yeah, right? Yeah, right. I, I can trust you because I know in the offseason when nobody was watching, when there wasn't a, a, a video camera, these cameras are all over the place, but when there wasn't a video camera on you, you were going to work. Yeah, yep, and that, that's kind of what we see. This time of year, and you know, definitely in the place where the Falcons are right now, you know, this is another year for Coach Arthur Smith and, and, and Terry Font, knowing what they're building there. The guys who were part of it last year bring that back to the mix. They've done a lot of offseason uh, acquisitions, yep. especially on the defensive side of the ball. I know if you watch some things that have happened there, um, you know, how much have you been paying attention to them, and what do you think about what they've been able to do? Well, I'll tell you, I'll have to go. Let me go over to the offensive side and, and talking about Bijan. And, and I think what you have is you have a home run hitter, right? And, and you need that explosive player. I think you know, we, we've seen throughout when the Falcons have success, there's that person that can go get it, uh, along with the fact that you have a one-two punch. Yeah. You know, it, it's, again, it, when Jamal was there, you had Jamal. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and had a couple of guys that were third down backs that would mix in, but – you know, when you had Warwick and TJ, yeah. uh, when you had uh, 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 Michael yeah. Turner and, 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 and Jarius, and then you have Devontae and Tevin, and that, that one-two punch is powerful. So uh, I have to put that out there first, but the idea of really upgrading on defense is, is big, yeah. making sure they got some playmakers, making sure that you're not giving up big plays but also being able to make big plays and get off the field. Also about a guy like Calais Campbell, because you've been a player that's played that role, the guy that's, you know, going to bring young guys in. They're all going to want to come over and talk to him and you and play that role, uh, be it in the in the film room, you know, be it also in the in the in the workout room for their for the, in the workout, but also yep. you know in the in the positions room. Talk about the playing that role. So you know, Calais is. Uh, I mean, this guy's. A, this is a man of the year. This is a, a Bard Star winning type guy uh, that is going to really validate the culture, you know, validate that work translates, you know, to the greatness on the field because he's done it 
at so many, you know, so many times for a lot of years. And so uh, he understands the game. He understands the game on the field, understands the game off the field. And so what he is going to bring to the guys is really this validation of if we really want to win, yeah, <laughs> then there are things that we're going to do because you know, definitely need to upgrade the team based on what, you know, certain things from last year. But if we're watching a lot of those games, the Falcons weren't that far out of games, right, right? right? So a lot of this year is about belief, belief that you can win regardless of who's on the field, and then making sure that we understand that this is a game that comes down to the last two minutes. It is a game of inches. And so – if we're not the most disciplined team, then we're not preparing to be great. Yep. And I think that's the thing we think about last season. I was pleasantly surprised because at the beginning of the season, all of the quote experts were saying that like the Falcons are going to get blown out every yep. Sunday. And that was not the case at all. And I think even though they came up short in some games, it got the area excited about what could be uh, because Absolutely. you could see the vision of, of what's, what's to come. Well, again, I, I was excited. I'm watching a lot of the games and – and, and, again, it's a, it's a lot of the belief where I, I think the team was actually surprised by where they were at in too many of the games. And so if you're surprised, it makes it difficult for you to finish because you didn't really believe it. Okay. And that's unfor- you know, like it's unfortunate, but that is a part of this game, that mental side. There's that physical, and then there's the mental that when you have all these different elements, which we didn't have as much before, that are – Telling you that you know what this is a rebuilding year, and that you know don't you don't feel bad that your team is not going to be real good, but somebody on your team has to say that there's no guarantee you're going to be back next year, and right. that this is our year, regardless of what they say. Let's go get it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what you feel with this team when 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 you see it now. The times when they came close, uh, I think the question mark is his quarterback is Desmond Ritter. They're going to give him the keys to the car. And see what they can do. They put an awful lot of uh, talent around him. They brought back the offensive line that blocked for a one thousand yard rusher last year. Tyler Algieri. How about that, man? You know, that, that, you, you, amazing, amazing season. But what do we know for a young quarterback? Who's their best friend? Their best friend is a run game, all right, and not just any run game. A run game that has some explosive elements to it. And so. I think when you get, we get this one-two punch. That's the best thing that you can have for Ritter. And now he's he's, he's been there. Right, and so what is the key? Is stay within yourself, right? Right, protect the ball, hit the guy if he's open, <laughs> right. And if you need to, tuck the ball and run with it. You know, don't be afraid to throw it away. True. And and then the other side is be a leader, right? The quarterback has to lead. You know, don't don't mix in like you you've got to go and say and claim this is your offense. You are leading it. But you're not, you know, so far above your guys. But you just need to own your position. I remember seeing that with Matt Ryan when he first came with the team. I think it was a preseason game down in Jacksonville, and some people missed something. And and on the sideline, he went up to some guys and says, "Hey, you know," and and this is a, as as a rookie, you know, he's coming in knowing that if he's going to yep. lead, he's got to be able to do that. Ritter's got to be able to do that same thing. The same thing. And the only way that you can, the only way you can correct guys is that you have to prove that you know your stuff. And so this offseason is critical for him to be able to soak it up and understand the nuance of playing quarterback, but then really understand what everybody else's job and their personalities are. So that, you know, certain guys, you can get in their face. And you, you can, you know, I know Matt has talked about him and Roddy had a completely different relationship than him and Julio. Right. And he, 
understood that he had to be able to adjust to those relationships because that's what it takes to be able to win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. About the division, it seems like it's pretty wide open. I don't know. Some people may think because you got a more experienced quarterback down in New Orleans. Um, you know, we have up in up in the, up in Carolina. We got the Heisman Trophy winner yep. before, um, and then in, in Tampa, where we don't have Brady anymore. But it seems like a great time for this team to be doing what they're doing here in Atlanta, and the division seems to be out there for whoever wants to take it. Absolutely. I mean, again, last year there were times where it was like, hold up, are, are the are the Falcons going to take that jump and and, and you know before even Brady leaves and, right, and, right. and say, hey, this is our division. So. I think the South has always been a, 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 a surprising division in, in, in terms of somebody comes up and does something that a lot of you know the experts so, or so-called experts are like, yeah. oh, this team is never going to whoa. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, it's up in the air, and, and you know definitely there's there's this tremendous amount of competition. Hopefully, what you're going to have, you're going to you know it's going to be Smash Mouth. You're going to their games are going to come down to the wire, but. The team that is the most disciplined, focused, and then plays like a team. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be the one that wins. Yeah, yeah, we can be watching for that. I'm so glad, folks. We got Chris Draft in the house uh, with us for a while this morning. So happy he's able to stop by and, and hang out with us. We we're talking some Falcons football. We're going to talk some college football as well, and um, you know the way the college game is taking shape. Yeah. Some things that have made it a uh, sliding and cha- changing landscape. My goodness. Uh, we got two teams that have been the mainstay at your old conference that are joining the Big Ten. I, I, so much stuff. And plus yep. the NIL, I, I want to get into some of that with you. Is that okay? <laughs> you can do it. All right, folks, we're just getting started for folks. Chris Draft in the house. Next segment, we're going to talk some college football, NIL, transfer, portal, and all those type things. You stay with us on this Sunday morning on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Radio that into that the game at nineteen ninety game.com. That caused a big smile to come on this guy. Well, well, why do y'all give the date that the school was established? Why do they why is that part of the cheer? There, there's so much about our band that is um different. <laughs> so the idea that no one else would do that is probably exactly why they do it. Okay. So that everyone will know organized and you know in whatever year. But you, you didn't get the whole Leland Stanford Junior University. Whoa. Yes, they, they wow. gave the whole name. The whole name. The whole name. <laughs> so because that's just audio, you don't get a chance to see that they, they, they're they probably dancing. The, 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 the drum major probably has a toga on. Uh, <laughs> somebody else is dressed like Darth Vader. The other one is dressed like Batman. And, you no, know, there's a dancing tree. And then the dancing tree. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and the tree, every year it changes. Uh, you know, they, they have free range to, to kind of create and – you know, whatever kind of tree that they want to be. Wow, really? Yeah, they okay. they earn the right by doing something crazy. Okay. So okay. the tree, you know, my sophomore year, it was you know he was a freshman with us, and 
He earned his right to be the tree. Earned his right to be the earned tree. Earned his right to be the tree. Wow, this by, is a great uh, honor. Figuring out a way to set himself on fire. What? Huh? Yes, and make sure that he had you know his fire retardant stuff. But he figured out a way to set himself on fire, and and that's that's not really the bad part. Okay. The bad part is that he trusted some football players to put him out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> and I, I, I was thinking if that doesn't say that you need to be the tree as much as anything, and then. And then to top it off, you know, there's this big fountain in the middle of campus, and yeah. he decided that uh, his clothes, it, it just, he just didn't need them. Whoa. Whoa. So let me go in, at lunchtime when everybody's <laughs> coming through campus, every, all eyes on me. It's like, you know, put some Tupac on, all eyes on me. Yeah. And just got naked and, and uh, acted like he was taking a shower yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the fountain. Well, well, well Max here just it just it graduated from college. He's a recent, very very recent, a few weeks ago, college graduate. And I don't think you ever had anything like that happening at your school. No, no, uh, not <laughs> even Cookman. Yeah, but no Cookman didn't even do stuff like that. You know, this, you know, it's just different. It it's is just different. You, I mean, you get, you have to earn the right to, uh, to be the tree. And you got to remember, now, this is Stanford. They don't let anybody in there. You know, right, you, you, right. you you got to do some, your, your SAT got to be something and your GPA got to be something. They probably would have showed me the boiler room if I had gone out there. But this man got <laughs> moving out there and then just play one sport, play two sports well, at, at this school because we just mentioned what uh, uh, the road to Omaha is going on now and your school is hosting the regional in baseball. They are they are hosting the regional. They are actually number three. We were, we were looking that up and uh, – they're number three in, in the in the rankings right now, which is uh, extremely impressive. What's the I, Omaha experience like? You 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 played college World Series. So my freshman year, uh, you know, played in you know, played at Omaha. We did our regional in in, in Wichita. Okay. And uh, we end up getting some rain because you know summertime in the Midwest, we get some thunderstorms. So we actually got pushed back a day, and so we we won the regional. We we flew back to California, and the coach says, "All right, we're leaving tonight." So we got in <laughs> extremely early and said, we're leaving tonight. Go tell all your professors that we're going to be gone. And, and you know, Stanford, we don't finish up until mid-June. So that's finals time. Okay. So and when people talk about, you know, did the, the professors hook you up? I said, yeah, they hooked us up. They said, as soon as you get back, we'll just take all the finals on that day. Whoa. Really? Yeah, that's the hookup. Versus that's versus you taking a you know, you're taking right. your finals while you're in the midst of uh, the College World Series. We're gonna save them all up, you know. Or they if you didn't take it at that time, that they could just say, "Well, it's just an incomplete." And so the hookup was, we'll just take all of them as right. soon as you get back. You know, and I'm, you know, with that year, fortunately or unfortunately, we kind of got beat pretty quick, so didn't have to worry about that schedule. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, folks, spending time with. Chris Straff, who's in studio with us, talks about the landscape of college athletics right now. I mean, we, we had uh, Simit Shaw in on with us yesterday, he's associate athletic, athletic director at Georgia Tech, who's going to be a speaker at the NIL Summit, yeah. uh, which is taking place in town. A lot of student athletes coming to town uh, to find out more about how they can use their brand, use their name, image, and likeness, um, something that, you know, wasn't available to you, but thoughts about uh, and in the possibilities. So first of all, I got to give a shout out to a, a young mentee of mine. His name is Tyrion Williams from the ATL. Went to Johns Creek High School. Okay. I was introduced by uh, Roddy White, the yeah, Falcons okay. great Roddy, yeah. Roddy White. But uh, Tyrion is out at Stanford. He was actually one of the guys that had a chance to win an award based on him building relationships, partnerships with different organ, you know, different companies, 
in, in terms of the NIL uh, um, organization. But, you know, wh- what is this? I mean, wh- you know, yeah. somebody says, well, I think it's hurting college, college and it, it, it's, it's, you know, all this money going around. Money has been going around, right? But the money hasn't gone to the players. Yeah. Or if it did, it went in an illegal way, uh, which compromises the system. Yeah. So the idea that you can get paid based on, you know, really your likeness, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, this game, it, this is a big money game. So, you know, somebody wants to say, well, it's amateur. Well, no, like there are people getting paid. There is a lot of money around college football. I mean, if we look at America, there's NFL that's the most popular and if we stayed in professional sports, you would go to the NBA. But the reality is college football is right underneath the NFL. So there's a lot of money out there. And when you, when you think of, I mean, my, my, in my head, I think of a Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush at, at USC, yep. when there's not a, a Rams, when there's not a Chargers, that the amount of money that he could have made legally within this system. They were running L.A. Oh, yeah. They were running L.A. I mean, you're talking about one of the most electric players to ever play in college college football. I mean, he had a decent NFL career, but yep. in college. That team. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Right? So, you know, there, there's even billboards. I was out in California. There's billboards talking about, we need to get Reggie, his Heisman back and everything. And, and it really, again, speaks to the fact that there were Reggie Bush jerseys, maybe two out of three. So, the other one was Matt Leiner. Yeah. This guy was, I mean, running L.A. All you, know, you saw his his image all over the country. So I, 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 my that's my take on it. It says this game is a business. It's been a business. If yeah. the guys can make money off it, great for them. There has been plenty of guys, right? I mean, you think of our, our great from Ohio State, the only two-time yeah. uh, Heisman Trophy Heisman winner. Trophy right? winner. My goodness, back in those days. But what did he do in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, can anybody talk about Archie's uh, NFL career? And so college is where he blossomed, he made it happen. So there yeah. are guys that are, are college players that maybe won't do much in the league. They, so that part of really making their money, you're really not going to do much. But in college, they're yeah. amazing. They're having this, um, you know, the, the, the summit here in, in town. And I think it was regardless of your sport, it's an opportunity. Um, to have a company, corporation, and, and establish something for when you're not playing anymore, they've had a chance to sample you and bring you in potentially long-term in a different phase. That's another thing that, that athletes are getting a chance to do. And we're seeing that really in some of the women's sports. Yeah. We talk about the, the, the women's basketball tournament and what they're doing, gymnastics. They make it incredible. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that, that's the thing that it opens up the possibilities in whatever sport you're doing. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the ability to be more visual. I know social media is a huge part of that. Those things are marrying together. and uh, But, again, most people, I mean, when you think of a lot of these sports, especially you know, at Stanford, we get a lot of the Olympic sports. Is right. that you, you get old pretty quick in, in some of these Olympic sports, so you're done. So this time right now is your opportunity to maximize your connections, maximize, hopefully, what you're able to make. And then when you have to transition out, when your you know your status changes, or yeah. hopefully by doing this work uh, with your NIL deals, you potentially make it where your status doesn't change right. so much, which is kind of the holy grail of being finished when you're playing is to be able to, to make your money while you're playing and then transition out and hopefully make the same amount of money. Right, absolutely, absolutely, and that's things that we're, we're talking about this week as this event is in town. 
uh, the changing landscape conference moving around. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and and you you uh, you know how do you feel about the folks in your hometown, UCLA and Southern Cal, going to be big ten? Can you visualize that? I, I I can visualize it. Not that I not that I like it. Uh, but uh, you know this game, you can see it changing. You can you can see it. Uh, you know I've told people that. Um, in my mind, I'm almost seeing kind of an English Premier League type of system. Okay. Uh, where you're going to have a couple of big old conferences and, or maybe a, you know, a couple of them, and that'll be kind of tier one, and then the other ones will actually play in and some will drop out as it relates to the year before and, and now they're playing. But it's just realignment. Again, it's, you know, there's so much money in this game that, uh, unfortunately, it's changing what we historically saw. I mean, the matchups, like, you know, Colorado, when they went to the Pac-12, yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the matchups that you know, I looked forward to every year was Colorado-Nebraska. Yeah. And I think they're, I think they're actually going to play each other this year. But yeah, they, they are. But, I think that's a but, third, 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 I think it's the third game. That was a huge rivalry that didn't happen anymore. So uh, – I guess to say that it, there's always been change. You know, the way the game is now, it changes faster. Do you lose your identity? Because I think Nebraska did by joining the Big Ten. They're <laughs> yeah. like, where, who? And, and to me, their program hasn't been the same. They're getting plenty of money. That Big Ten TV deal brings in some bucks. Yeah. But Nebraska's not, you so, know. And so that's, again, you're looking at what, what is, who are you historically? I yeah. mean, so Nebraska was in the conference of Oklahoma. I mean, that's what you, you thought of. You thought of yeah. Midwest, big, strong. You know, they would always say they're corn-fed, <laughs> you know, corn-fed linemen. Yeah, um, yeah. This hard-nosed ball, and so I, I, I think they yeah, have. They've lost. They've they lost who they were, who they are, and they're trying to find that. Um, you know, because again, they with Tommy Frazier was there. Oh uh, Doctor Tom, like oh. they had some amazing teams that that were. Competing every year for yeah. the national championships, uh, and that really hasn't happened for for a long time now. I mean, this generation you talk kids about Nebraska and say, "Really?" I say, "Yeah, man, Nebraska was, was you know," and and it this, it doesn't doesn't register with them at all because of what they've seen with, with the team so far. Uh, I mean, I'm hard, I'm a hard time picturing Southern Cal, UCLA playing a game in snow and it being a conference game. And then, and that's going to be a hard thing. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think probably the, the best visual is almost uh, if you think of the old NFC Central. Okay. Uh, the old NFC Central was like frozen tundra, yeah. Green Bay Packers, uh, Minnesota Vikings, yeah. Detroit Lions. In your Chicago Bears and yeah. the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, right. You know, like what were they, what were they doing in there? <laughs> and so it's it's ninety down there, and then it's twenty up in uh, you know up north. What does that do to the recruiting landscape? Because everybody loves to recruit Southern California. I mean, what does that do? Because that opens it up to the Big Ten. Not saying but, they're not already there. Well, I think last year really showed you know a lot of what's happening within college ball in, in terms of how the the landscape of America has changed, right? Where somebody from California was like, I don't want to go to the South. <laughs> they go, no, no, yeah. I'm not going down there. Yeah. And so you didn't have California guys that were that, that wanted to come down this way. But but now you yep. see a guy like uh Bryce Love. Yeah, Bryce comes over Bryce and Bryce from Pasadena, man. Went to modern day. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud from the IE. He's from Southern Cal. So 
these two top quarterbacks, one's at Alabama, one's at Ohio State. Yeah. And then my my guy who transferred from from Clemson, he was from St. John Bosco. So these top teams, California quarterbacks, but they left California. Wow. And and so back in the day, that would never happen. It would never happen. But now, you know, they're more comfortable with traveling. They're more comfortable with going other places. And so I think, you know, that's the more disappointment I had in terms of USC and UCLA is that they could have took a stand and really said, West Coast, this is us. I mean, West Coast ball, we're going to, you know, we're going to lean in and, and challenge our people to stay and, and be here. Uh well, they're kind of challenging them to stay, but at the same time, <laughs> they decided to go. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, when you join a certain conference, it opens the doors for those other people in your conference uh, to come in. My goodness, including Rutgers. How about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, we're spending some time with Chris Strapp in studio with us. We're going to continue with this. And we got Max's World coming up, too, in the next segment. You stay with us here on this Sunday morning sports radio, 9290 Game and 9290Game.com. Sports Radio, that is United Game for ThatUnitedGame.com. Sam Crenshaw got Chris Draft in it. You weren't expecting that this morning, were you? <laughs> I, I wasn't. Uh, that, that last part, I'm going to get tipsy. I was like, isn't it Sunday? Yeah, man. Maybe later. Not this morning. Not this morning. We're glad to have Chris in the house with us uh, this morning. If you've been here, uh, you know, talking about the Falcons, we talked about college football and the changing landscape of college football. We're going to get into more than that this half of the hour. And Coley Harvey is going to join us next hour. Awesome. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA, but also about a very special story that he had a chance to cover uh, that we all got to witness. Uh, to me, the best story uh, of the year so far, and that's DeMar Hamlin uh, up, up in Buffalo. And he, he spent days and nights out in front of that hospital, yeah. freezing cold. <laughs> to let people know what was happening. He's going to join us in the, in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, but, Max, we always jump on you at this time uh, to jump, come to us. And I know Max is all set. He's got his menu set to watch the NBA Finals tonight already. Oh, yeah. He already knows he's what gotta he's got to be gonna. ready. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you got to watch out for his dance moves. I'm surprised you didn't showcase that when we came from break. No, no, no. Okay, don't do okay. that. That's, that's, that's coming up. All right, yeah, you're, you're nasty with it. You're deadly. Um, so, obviously, you know I'm a little – the NBA always has my heart, just from covering the NBA in Orlando. And, of course, you just talk about the menu for the NBA Finals. We talked about it a little bit earlier, and I just wanted to get your guys' perspective on it. I don't think people understand the significance of what this ring does for both parties. Because, of course, an NBA championship, no matter who it is, is always valuable. It's an NBA championship. But if Jimmy Butler wins this, and we talked about what it means for Coach Spo as well, that is probably the best championship we've seen since 2011 in regards of one guy who's able to will his team to a championship. Because even, I mean, I love LeBron James. He had some, some pieces around him as well. Right. You look at the Golden State Warriors, they had some pieces around them as well. You look at the Celtics, you look whatever the case may be, even Toronto, um, but San Antonio. When you think of 2011, the Dallas Mavericks, you really had Dirk and then a bunch of guys, a bunch of role players. If Jimmy's able to do this, I think this not all championships are equal. And for me, I think this will cement his legacy as one of the all-time great shooting guards. And that may sound a little hyperbolic because he doesn't have any MVPs. Right. Doesn't have a ton of all-stars. But the fact that he's able to elevate his level of play when it matters most. And this is the second time he's brought his team to the finals, which a lot of people forget. 
And then if you go across the, um, if you look at the Nuggets, if Jokic wins this championship, yes. I think you start to have the conversation, is he the best international player ever? And because I think Dirk, again, is kind of the face of that. He has more MVPs already than Dirk. And I don't always mean to compare. You can appreciate both of them, but you'll right. have the conversation. And so he'll have two MVPs. He almost had three in a row. And I think we all agree, probably should have won that third one right now. And now he'll have an NBA championship, the first in Denver's history. And I think he's already the greatest nugget of all time, him and Carmelo. Okay. And so just no matter who wins, we're seeing history being written. And so I just wanted to grab your, your thoughts on that. Is this the most impressive championship since Dirk in 2011? Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've talked about, you know, Jokic and the fact that, you know, I won't say there's a sense of urgency, but he's at this point. You want to cross the finish line. And I, the way I've said it, he's eliminating the butts. There's always mm-hmm. been a but about it. He's this but. He's done that but. So, uh, you know, he's by getting there by beating the Lakers, even though LeBron James is at the age that he is, it's big for him to yeah. get there, you know, a little, some validation of, of greatness. And plus, more people watch yeah. because of who they were playing. Yeah. I, you know, he already won two MVPs. I mean, the reality that he's a, you know, he's – a great player. I mean, we talk about if he wins one three in a row. I mean, that's a story. That's Larry Bird. Yeah. yeah, that's Larry Bird. So, uh, I think probably the hardest thing that because the NFL is so driven, you know, or NBA is so driven by players, it, the the big thing right now is there's a little bit of a disappointment that LeBron is not there. So yeah, he right. he went. You know, he's this now all time leading scorer, and there's a lot of people that just can't accept that he is not in the finals. And are trying to cheapen the finals because of that. Yeah, so, craziness. Again, you, you talk about Jokic. This this guy is is potentially right now already based on two MVPs, the greatest European player ever. Right? I'm watching the, you know him play against the Lakers in that first game, and literally almost had a triple double in in the in the first quarter, <laughs> let alone the first half. Crazy with ease. Uh, so I mean, absolutely amazing player. The, the Nuggets. So explosive. I mean, the Lakers were they were holding on for dear life to try to stay around and still got swept. Uh, again, Jimmy Butler, I mean, you're talking about what's impressive. At least D- Dallas, people would have thought they might have a chance. Great point. Who actually thought that Miami had any? What was that? Snowballs? Snowball chance? Hell, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that is that is the Miami Heat. They yeah. ain't no way yeah. they going to win. I mean, where is it? King Kong. No. <laughs> they are they are not they have no chance. And yeah. so I think more than anything, it is they had to do the play in game that no one thought that they had enough. They already they had well, they lost to the Hawks. They had guys hurt. Yeah. You know, but yeah, so they lost but they had guys hurt though still and they're just like is this crazy. team for real? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Really? They, they still find a way. How much of it do you, you you give credit to the coach though? Because Spolster has been there in the shadow of Pat Riley. And Pat Riley casts a pretty big shadow. Uh, but how much now do you give him credit? So I'll say, let me give credit to the organization. And so when you have a Pat Riley there, you have a system. You know, that then he then uh, basically anoints an Eric Spolster that that really has been that guy, but he's been in the shadow of, of these guys. So yeah. he's been in the shadow of a Shaq. And when he comes and, and, and you know, you know, teams up with a Dwayne Wade, and then Dwayne Wade is there, and then you have LeBron and Bosh, and they come in. And, and so point. the star power has overshadowed, yeah. you know, Spolster. So now, you know, you're like, man, that's a whole bunch of coaching because who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? Woo! 
Man, he's putting those folks together. Wasn't yeah. he out of the league? Yeah, and now he's now yeah. he's out there yeah. hitting 20 and basically stealing the game. Yeah. Very true. The next thing I want to throw at you guys, and this is really like a, if, if Tyson Fury is listening to this, it's a PSA, it's an alarm. I wish I could just shake him in person. Do not get in the octagon. And so there has been, of course, like boxers and MMA fighters, and you know I, I cover it closely. They have egos. I mean, every they have, they have millions of dollars. They're the toughest people in the world. You have to be a little bit crazy to get inside of a ring or an octagon and fight in front of the whole world. You have to be – there's something a little loose. So I understand that. Uh, we've seen some MMA, MMA fighters go into boxing. Very, very rarely. There's like one time James Tony was in his 40s. He came into the UFC and fought Randy Couture. It didn't go well at all. It's just a completely different sport, right. even though it's combat. So people don't realize that. He said that he's the baddest man in the world. Um, Joe Rogan was like, no, John Jones, if you put both of them in a room, John Jones is walking out of that room. Yeah. So, of course, Tyson Fury then goes to social media, and he's like, no, that wouldn't happen. So then John Jones goes to social media and said, excuse me? Like, that's exactly what would happen. And then so then Tyson Fury says, oh, come in the ring. So then Dana White, you know, the marketing genius, he, the promoter, he takes this and he goes right to the podium. And he said, no, you said the baddest in the world. And he's like, we know you would beat John Jones in the ring. He said, we got the, the, the deal done with Floyd. He's like, I can get this done for you and get you paid. So if you want to come in the octagon, we can immediately make it happen and you will fight John Jones for the heavyweight championship of the world. And he's like, so if, I know you dibbled and dabbed because he would always flirt and po- post yeah. social media videos of yeah. him training MMA. This is the worst idea in Tyson Fury's yeah. existence if he were to do this. One leg kick, one takedown, it's a wrap. Boxing, the guy is untouchable right now. He's so tall, though. Talk about a takedown, man. How long would it take him to fall? Yeah, that's I, exactly. That's a tall man. But, you know, the famous saying, the bigger you are, hey, the harder you fall. How about that? How about that? How so about that? this, I don't think this will happen. I think it's just fun to talk about. And you have, obviously, two giant names. But what are your thoughts? Is this something that you could actually – because, I mean, crazier things have happened. Oh, no absolutely. one thought Connor and Floyd would box. We sure. didn't think Jake Paul would be boxing Nate Diaz right now. So is this something that you can – does it have some type of life to it? I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I don't think it has life at all, except for the life that it that it creates. This back and forth of who's the baddest man <laughs> on the yeah. planet. But the reality is that Tyson Fury is a guy that uh, really doesn't get a lot of respect for what he's accomplished, even right now. So at one time, again, to be the you know the boxing to have the he- the heavyweight boxer that was. You know, yeah, that was swag. Where I mean, you walked anywhere. You were the baddest man on the planet, but not just the baddest man, but you were one of the most recognizable people on the planet. And right. so, all he can do is hurt his legacy by going into a place that is completely different, right? I mean, the advantage goes to the person who is trained <laughs> at doing UFC their 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 whole life. So, uh, why give away the advantage that you have? I mean, in the boxing ring, he's tall. He has a long reach. And you know he doesn't have to get on the ground. Now, if he if he could guarantee that he's he can just strike, right? Right. Then he has a chance. I mean, I, he, you know he should be able to win that if it's just striking. But that's yeah, the but, but that's, that's the whole problem. It's not. It's MMA. Yep. And that's the whole thing I think as well. And I think to go back to something you just said, talk about you know um, USC and UCLA. You know you want to build up where you are. You want to see them say we we, we are the West. We the West. You want to see him build up boxing. You want to see him build up because boxing, you know, Great to point. me, you're right. You know, that's the other thing you want to see him do. But if doing this and in doing the verbal sparring and showing up 
at, at UFC. And, and if that helps, you know, turn some attention on him and on his next fight, which what's the next one he's supposed to have? He's, he's well, th- that to your point, building it up. So he's beat Deontay Wilder, so yeah. everyone wants to see him fight Anthony Joshua next. Right, That's right. Like, and you know with boxing, it's so hard. There's so many different promotions, so many different belts and politics. Maybe by doing this, and and I, and I don't know if, if UFC will go along with it, but just by doing the verbal sparring and showing up, it gets the, to speed up the uh. process with Anthony Joshua. You know what I mean? That's the other side of it, and give the public the fight they want to see. That's the problem with boxing. They make us wait forever for a fight that we want. That's a great point. Just utilizing leverage. The last thing I'm going to throw at you guys, and then the floor is yours. I was just so shocked how many debates. You know, I always just find myself in random debates. I mean, I know Bucky's isn't around here, but if I was at Bucky's, (laughs) it would be there where Greg's at. (laughs) I just find a barbershop, whatever the case may be. I'm like, yeah, Tom Brady's done. Like he's he's going into he has a huge deal with Fox, and then obviously he wants part ownership with Vegas. And I was like, oh, no, he's coming back. And I was like, excuse me? And then it was like, I was outnumbered. And I was like, oh, no, come on. He's not coming back. Do you guys, I know if there's probably, <laughs> yes, any, it's, it's like right. Michael Myers. Why does that happen? Why, why does, you know, it happened with Brett Favre. People kept every year, because, oh, yo, Brett Favre's going to come back. You know, he's, that, he's out there riding his tractor, man. Well, the, well, the, so key is, the key is money, right? Like, Brett Favre was like, I am done. I am not coming back. And so it wasn't really on him. They came, Minnesota came down with a bag of money. They, they put some guys in a private jet, and he's down there cutting his grass and, you know, thinking about other stuff, and, and they went and got him. So I, I think the key is that Tom Brady didn't get hurt. Like, he's not hurt where he's done. He's just more of, I'm done. And so if can somebody— Can you do that? Because can, can, can people act like you're not supposed to do that. Well, there are people, He's 45 years old, man. Well, there's people that don't always appreciate that in this game that there's a point where your body just can't get it done. And there's a, there are a few people that walk out of the game where they still really have juice, where they really can yeah. still play at a high level, but, but they're done, right? I mean, one, the greatest example of it actually is my guy, the great Jim Brown that yeah, just who, passed who away. just passed away, who, right. Who was, I mean, this the is prime. the, the baddest the... dude out there yeah. and said, you know what? You guys going to mess with my money a little bit. You know what? I mean, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to make movies. I'm going to do Dirty Dozen. I, yeah. So I would say the money, the, the number would have to be stupid, right, for him to come back. But because he didn't go out hurt, why wouldn't it be a possibility? If somebody wants to come and give you a bag mm. of money at 45 years old, you, how many of those guys in that barbershop where you were talking wouldn't take that money? And he's also the greatest quarterback of all time. There you go. But do you want to come back and chance that? You come back now to this stage at a team, and it also depends on which team is offering you that bag of money, too. You don't just come out well, to play with anybody. Yeah, so it, it's, it's going, it would have to be stupid money, but also he already proved when he went from, from the Patriots yeah. to Tampa that right. for him there is no reason for him to play on a team that doesn't have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So you really put those two things together that says the money would have to be ridiculous, like $50 million a year, ridiculous, right? But And then you'd have to have a contender. And so if that's not the case, he, you know, there's no way to even consider it. And that's just it. All the teams that we consider to be contenders, they got these quarterbacks that are pretty much in their prime right now. Miami? I mean, I think of one Miami. Well, they got, they got one. They got to keep him they together. They, yeah. You know, and make sure he's okay and, and playing and whatnot. But they, they, they have a guy there. So, um yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he would go. I think he's just going to go count his money. That's what I think. Oh, he's, he, he's definitely going to count his money. I'm saying he's either counting money 
<laughs> from an NFL team that, <laughs> that, that, that that gives him the you know the gives him the, his own checks to write or or he, he's going to do what he's doing and that is that he's had an amazing career he's he's going to transition out again anytime you really have some something in your tank yeah. you know you, you're still going to think about it and then other people are going to talk about it but the reality is he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, all right. And that's Max's world. Max, thanks so much for giving us a little something, putting a little something on our mind on yes. this Sunday morning. We're headed for the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to hear from Coley Harvey. We're going to check in with him, get his thoughts on the Miami Heat. Uh, he had a chance to cover that team up close and personal. But up next, we're going to get into this thing about this thing called the transfer portal uh, that is just really changing the landscape and the expectation, uh, making it good for some teams to move up and advance, but some other teams struggle and uh, really frustrating some parents. Uh, that and more when you join us. Sam Crenshaw with Chris Draft in studio here in the Kia Studios. You're nine floors up in Midtown on this Sunday morning. Stay with us on Sports Radio 1990 Game and 1990Game.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 